0: We'll be looking at just one verse from Psalm 32, a psalm of David, a contemplation. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Let's pray. O Lord, we want to hear your precious word now with teachable hearts, and uh, that that we would rejoice in your law, and your goodness in giving us your perfect law, May we hear it with faith now and be guided by your spirit that we might please you as we prepare to commune with you at your table. And we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Redeemer. Amen. Well, last time, a few weeks ago, we looked at verses 3 and 4, and we saw that the delay of the confession of sin caused David spiritual and uh, even physical anguish and, and weakness, And I'd like to quote again or read again the quote Matthew Henry gave because I thought it's so helpful in this. And he wrote about people who will not unburden their consciences by a penitent confession nor seek for peace as they ought by faithful and fervent prayer and who choose rather to pine away in their iniquities than to take the method which God has appointed of finding rest for their souls. And I would add rest for their bodies, health for their bodies even. Now in verse 5, it shows us that the action that we must take, we all must take action, of course, and it also shows us the gift of God when we do take action by faith. So first David said, I acknowledged my sin to you, and my iniquity I have not hidden. So he said, I acknowledged my sin, I acknowledged it to you, Lord. He admitted openly, and he, he admitted completely, I believe, what the Lord already knew, he confessed, specifically, what he had done, how he had sinned, how he had broken the law of the Lord, and how he had displeased the Lord. In 1 John chapter 1, the, the Apostle John said, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven whose sin is covered. And then first John continues, if we say that we have not sinned, he's repeating again, if we are so foolish to, as to say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. These are very serious words. And it is so natural for us, I believe, so natural for us to excuse our sin. We're probably not even aware, most of the time, maybe not even aware of how often we sin against the Lord. And we learn to do this from a very young age, especially by blaming others. It's not really us, it's somebody else's fault. But when we deny our sin, when we have sinned and we know that we have sinned, and we delay this confession that the Lord. Allows us to make, we confess, uh, commands us to make, we indeed deceive ourselves to our own hurt. That deception will harm us and harm those around us. So to, de- to deny our sin when we know from His Word and our conscience is convicted that we have sinned, to deny that is to make God a liar, it says, by our actions. Because we're basically saying, Your Word isn't quite right, Lord. We, we wouldn't dare say this probably out loud. But we'd say, Well, I'm not really that bad. It's not I haven't done such a bad thing. But David here said he would no longer hide his iniquity. He would not hide it, great or small. His was great. He would not try to cover it or avoid telling the Lord specifically how he had sinned. He who covers his sin will not prosper. And this requires a humility, of course. God-given humility we must, and we must humble ourselves and the power of the Holy Spirit to open our eyes to our own sin, how we have broken his perfect law. Hebrews 4 makes it clear that the word of God is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. We must be in the word if we have hope to discern the foolishness of our thinking, of our sinful hearts. Jeremiah seventeen nine says, The heart is decept- deceitful above all things, And desperately wicked or desperately corrupt. Who can understand it? Who can know it? So we deceive ourselves if we think we can know our own hearts without the work of the Spirit through the hearing of the Word of God. The Holy Spirit, praise God, enables us to pray from the heart and confess from the heart without seeking to hide our sin anymore or trying to confess only part of what should be confessed. David here said... This is kind of, I think he said it very strongly. He said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. Charles Spurgeon said it this way. We must come to confession full, spontaneous, unreserved. There must be a resolution. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. A firm determination to hide nothing, to see the sin yourself. In other words, what I believe he meant was to own up to it. And to tell the Lord that you do see it. And to confess it with great grief and sorrow. This resolution comes more quickly and completely, I believe, as we and our children understand the law of God. Praise God, we hear it every week here. We we understand the law of God and then we can draw near to God. And as we draw near to Him and listen to His Holy Spirit... And we can come more quickly and completely as we become near to one another also that uh, he might use us in each other's lives in this process of sanctification. And the result of confessing in this way, uh, that is, I mean, by a firm decision of action, like like David said, is this assurance to us. Our merciful Heavenly Father will forgive the iniquity of our sin. This is a, a blessed assurance for us and peace. The comfort of his pardon uh, in our own conscience and a renewed in strength and strengthened communion with the Lord and with one another. To conclude, I'd just like to point to Luke 15. You all, there are three parables in that uh, passage. There's the parable of the lost sheep and the lost coin and the lost son. I'd like to just refer to the last one called the prodigal son. And it's a picture of our heavenly father's uh, love for us and his forgiveness so the son, you all know, he left, he squandered his inheritance, and then he came to realize his sin and his, his need of his father's mercy again. And he said, I will arise and go to my father. I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he was, in a sense, saying, like David, I believe, I will confess my sin to my father. He had resolved to acknowledge it, and it it goes on, and he arose, so he took action, he went back, no matter what the consequences, he arose, and he came to his father, and when he was still a great way off, his father saw him, and had compassion, and ran, and fell on his neck, and kissed him, and the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven, and in your sight, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet. He probably didn't have those. And bring the fatted calf here and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this, my son, was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And David said here in Psalm 32 To his father in heaven, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And his father in heaven lovingly forgave the iniquity. Of his sin. The lost son humbled himself, or he was humbled by God, indeed. He was brought to an end of himself, I believe, and he didn't delay any longer. He resolved to confess his sin, to go to his father, and rely on his father's mercy. And like Jacob said in Genesis 32 last week, uh, Ray referred to this. Brothers and sisters, we are not worthy of the least of all the mercies. Which our Father has shown to us. And brothers and sisters, we are unworthy of all the blessings with which He daily loads us. He loads us with benefits daily, but we have been forgiven by faith in the work of the Lord to pay for our transgression, to bear the penalty for our sin. Brothers and sisters, acknowledge your sin to the Lord. Don't hide your iniquity. Take action without delay. To confess your transgressions to the Lord, and He will graciously forgive the iniquity of your sin. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we are your people by faith in the Lord Jesus, and we come now and we say that we are unworthy of your great mercy to us, but that you have continually given mercy and forgiveness. O Lord, may we, by the power of your Spirit, more often and more quickly acknowledge our sin to you, not hiding it, and then give you all praise for your merciful forgiveness. And we ask this in the name of our Redeemer, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.